You're listening to a Westpac Wire podcast. Westpacwire.com.au. I'm James Thornhill, and you're listening to a podcast from Westpac Wire. The Aussie dollar has been falling like a stone in recent weeks, hitting its weakest levels in nine months against the US dollar. In that backdrop, we thought it was a great time to bring Westpac senior currency strategist Sean Callow back into the studio. Sean, thanks for being with us. To be with you, James. So, Sean, what do you see as the main drivers behind the Aussie's sharp descent in recent weeks? I think the biggest factors are probably offshore. So certainly a strong US dollar has been a major factor. At the start of this year, we're expecting it to to weaken over the course of the year, but it's ended up being quite resilient. A lot of that's the US economy has um, proven to be quite quite strong relative to expectations for all the recession talk uh, of a US in the US. It's really been continually postponed. That recession always seems to be just over the corner. So it's still traveling okay. And that's meant that the Federal Reserve has not only had to raise rates above 5%, but to indicate that it's keeping them there. And I think what's been most striking in the past month or so has been there's been a steep rise in long-term yields. So that's not the Fed. The Fed's setting the overnight rate, but those 10-year bond yields in the US have risen from about 375 to above 430 and that's been attractive to foreign investors. So strong US dollar for sure. Uh, the other one, of course, always in the news, uh, China's economy generating a, a lot of headlines. Certainly the rebound from the, the reopening after the lockdowns uh, late last year, um, that that fizzled out quite quickly. So there hasn't been much follow through in terms of growth there. There's been a lot of concern over the, the property sector and the financial sector. Uh, a lot of investments in um, of uh, you, uh, Chinese households tend to be in products that are linked to the property sector. So, so the, that that weakness there has been generating a lot of concerns. And certainly we've, we've found historically that uh, global investors quite often use the Aussie dollar as a, a, a proxy for their view on China. So rather than um, tra- trading China's currency, they use the Aussie. And so um, when they're bearish about the, the Chinese economy and their falling stock market and a weaker Chinese yuan, it tends to show up as a weaker Aussie dollar. So with the usual caveats about the uncertainty of long-range forecasts, what's your outlook for the Aussie over the remainder of 2023 and into next year? Is this weaker trend likely to continue, do you think? Well, certainly short term, it's hard to see the catalyst for a really sharp turnaround. So if this, the pressure of, uh, of concern over China and the strong US dollar remains intact, then we're probably looking at that 62 cent area that we saw in October last year. But if there's, of course, uh, always two other other possibilities, and if we're looking into to next year, um, we we do think that China does have some some levers to pull in terms of of growth. It might just take them a while longer to to get there. So if they can get a bit of stability and um, some of this excessive gloom perhaps lifts, then we might be talking more 67, 68 cents for. Uh, the Aussie. Um, it may, might take until uh, close to, to year end or, or early next year, but uh, that's on the, the Chinese side for, for sure. And, and of course, the US dollar, it's strong now, but um, things can change if we do get that that weakness coming through from these high interest rates in, in the States, then, then markets will start to look, about, look for the Fed to cut rates, and that'll obviously hurt the US dollar and help the Aussie. Now, in addition to those global headwinds which you mentioned, market perceptions that the RBA cash rate has peaked have also potentially contributed to the Aussie's decline. Do you think that's now largely priced in or is the RBA's September board meeting still seen as a live one in terms of potential rate hike? 
Well, in terms of market pricing, September's not really seen as very live. It's pretty close to zero in market pricing. But still, the risk is there in the market. The, the About a 60% chance of another rate hike is priced in at some point over the next few months. So a potential one is maybe yet again Melbourne Cup Day, uh, the, the November meeting, because it comes directly after the quarterly inflation numbers. So CPI add in, in late uh, late October. So if that turns out to be on the high side, then then there may yet be another tightening. So the Reserve Bank, it is saying that they might need to tighten further, but you certainly get the the vibe from the, the, the RBA that they think they've probably done enough. That is now Westpac's view. Um, the cash rate has peaked at 4.1%. And recent data on, uh, on wages growth, <clears throat> only running about 3.6% per year, um, an uptick in the inflation rate in July, um, and that uh, RBA commentary uh, certainly to, to us suggests that rates have probably peaked. Now, Sean, thinking about real world implications of this Aussie weakness, what do you think this recent bout uh, of volatility in the currency means for Australian businesses and especially those with currency exposure? Yeah, well, certainly to some degree, it, it does depend on what your exposure is. So uh, it's important to note that the Aussie dollar weakness isn't across the board entirely. So if we look at, say, the Aussie yen exchange rate, um, that's actually slightly above the average of the past 10 year, years or so. Uh, Aussie against the Chinese currency is pretty range bound. But for sure, uh, in line with our theme for today, for absolutely weak against the US dollar, the euro, sterling, uh, and and some, some others, particularly European currencies. So this means that, that businesses, because it's been so persistent and because it, we seem to be lacking a near-term catalyst that you could look at, it hasn't been like a collapse that might be a rebound, a bit like, say, due with the, the panic around uh, the, the pandemic, depths of the concern over the pandemic for markets was probably March 2020, that tremendous uncertainty. We saw a very sharp fall in the Aussie dollar there, but it did rebound quite quickly as a little bit of clarity started to to come to hand. So it's not that sort of price action. It's been quite a steady drip. So... So with that that in mind, the, the uh, businesses will have to p- potentially just plan for paying more for, say, imports the, than they, they might have been hoping for. Perhaps they, they'd previously been hanging out for the Aussie to recover to, to the high 60s or 70 over the next six months. They may have to uh, to just uh, readjust to, to that. Um, so, so certainly that's the pressure on, on importers. Um, but in terms of uh, the, the exporters, uh, it does depend where you're exporting. But uh, for sure, uh, the, if you're, say, a mining company where your revenues are all in U.S. dollars, uh, then you're actually getting a, a, an earnings windfall, so to speak, in terms of the Aussie dollar revenue. You can sell, sell the same amount, but get more Aussie dollars out of it. So, of course, as always, it's a, it's a mixed picture. So, yeah, you touched on um, the fact that weaker currency does tend to lead to higher cost of imported goods. Um, and I wonder, is, is there an inflation risk behind that? Are we at that point yet or is it a bit too early to say? Well, the, the rules of thumb tend to be that it's quite slow, the pass through um, to the consumer from a, a fall in uh, the exchange rate. You, you do see that um, if you go to your local petrol station, it seems to be quite a quick pass through. It's, uh, uh, some, sometimes it, it, global markets tend to, to come through fairly quickly. Uh, you obviously see a quick pass through if you're um, you're buying something online, if you're using your credit card uh, in Australia to buy something uh, denominated in a foreign currency, that's obviously that day's exchange rate so that your your price, your costs will go up there. Uh, if you're a tourist overseas, uh, Australia, you'll, you'll be finding yourself paying a, a lot more. 
Um, but uh, most of the, the inflation impact for a lot of what Australia imports, uh, as I say, does take quite some time. If we think um, Australia's uh, biggest import in a given month is usually motor vehicles, uh, and that the pricing for that, I mean, even physically, it takes them a long time to arrive. So the, the gap between the price that's contracted and the arrival at and the prices paid by the buyers, uh, electronics, uh, white goods and so on there, all of that takes quite some time with those supply chains. So it's probably more of a story for the RBA for, for next year, but it is something that they'll be watching. Now, finally, Sean, we have to ask you about the New Zealand dollar and the picture is not much better over over, over the Tasman Sea. What's your outlook, outlook for the Kiwi? Yeah, so we're certainly under similar pressure to to the Aussie in terms of that strong US dollar. Uh, we would expect it to continue to, to fall near term uh, and also being hit by the Chinese economy. So so that lack of confidence in amongst Chinese consumers is really hitting uh, dairy exports. So obviously New Zealand has a different export mix to Australia. The, the dairy is a very big part of that and the dairy prices have been falling for many months. So, so that's hurting them there. On the positive side, the Reserve Bank of New Zealand, their cash rate is 5.5%, so it's even higher than the Fed, so that's attractive for investors. But on, again, on the negative side, uh, Reserve Bank Governor Adrian Orr says a recession is, quote, a bare minimum needed to cool inflation sufficiently. So that's a different sort of angle from uh, the RBA, where they're still hoping for a soft landing that avoids recession. And uh, so the, the, the deeper the recession in New Zealand, the, the more markets will look at, uh, look at it and expect that rates will have to be cut aggressively before you know, sometime next year. So all of that sort of leaves the Aussie actually not particularly weak against the Kiwi. It's around 108 cents uh, New Zealand per Aussie, and that's pretty close to the 10-year average. So weak against the US dollar, but um, actually pretty range-bound against the Aussie. Well, certainly going to be an interesting uh, remainder of the year for, for both those currencies. And Sean, we thank you for your insights and uh, thanks for, for being with us today. Yeah, great to be with you, James. That's all from us today at Westpac Wire. For more, head to westpacwire.com.au.